ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. I am Kathy Holland, and today, as always, I am honored to be joined with my co-host, Stacey Johnston. Stacey, how are you today? Uh, you know what? I am fabulous. Thanks for the introduction. I am honored always to be here with, on this with you. I'm sitting in a beautiful spot. I've got a beautiful view in front of me. Some second half plans trying to materialize, and uh, yeah, life is great right now. I was great right now. I always look forward to these conversations. I um, I really appreciate the awareness that it brings to me of another perspective, another way to look at it, kind of a turn in the kaleidoscope, if you will, on on sometimes what we see and what we think is ownership of a word until we hear it in a different perspective and you kind of think, oh, well, I like that one. And so that's what I hope this show does for people is just opens up a different level of thought to them to go, huh, how does that play out in my life? How do I verb that word? And so that, that's kind of what I hope it is, is medicine. We have a great guest with us today. Um, a wonderful guest. So bring her in. Let's have a conversation. Well, our guest today is Toby Geist. Toby, how are you today? I am so well. Thank you for asking. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome back. Yeah. We've had Thank the privilege you. of having Toby on a previous episode, and what great wisdom and knowledge she shares with us. So we're looking forward to taking this deep dive with her. And uh, Toby, today, uh, with a shake of the hat and a draw of a hand, we have chosen the word self-control today. Oh. As, a, as our level. So when you hear the word self-control, kick us off, Toby. What is your first thought? How do you define self-control? Wow. Interesting. Well, considering my, my history with food, that is a very interesting word because I used to think that self-control meant like willpower and white knuckling and, oh, I can't eat that. You know, I'm, I have to eat this way. And self-control meant like, like almost like um, putting myself in a straitjacket around certain foods um, or controlling self-control, controlling my words in certain atmospheres because you know, I've kind of been known to have no filter and just say whatever comes through my mind. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I have learned that I have to sometimes control what, you know, that filter. So mm-hmm. I guess, um, wow, it can be seen in a lot of different ways. Now I think self-control for me is more about an internal discipline. You know, self-control now is more about uh, the practices that I need to do for myself so that I can live the life that I want to live. It's, it's more about like, you know, getting up early, doing my meditation, doing my journaling, doing my exercise, doing the things that I know that I need to do to control myself, my human, so that I can step into the world uh, freer, more self-expressed because I've taken care of myself. So I guess it's weird. I didn't even know that I had that association, but self-control is almost like a self-care for me nowadays. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that difference. I think a lot of people think self-control is, like you said, willpower. Oh, I don't have any mm-hmm. self-control. I can't do that. Or I don't have a self-control to do that. And I agree with you. I think self-control, for me, comes from a very different place. Kathy, let's take your perspective on self-control. What do you think that is? How, do you, how does that manifest for you? Well, again, completely, completely different. Um, so I had a head injury. Right, I had a TBI. And one of the things that that TBI caused was a lack of impulse control. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. so it is not something that comes naturally for me anymore. It's something that I literally have to physically remind myself to do. Mm. You know, and if if my if my mental health is not on kilter, then my impulse control is off, and that is how I pick up on it anymore, you know, because, mm. you know, things like... Um, uh, hyperfixation on a certain on a certain item, you know, like uh, let's join the world of crazy and let's talk, you know, like toilet paper, right? Somebody was mm-hmm. like, you know, <laughs> oh no, toilet paper shortage. So everybody was running to the store and buying toilet paper whether they needed it or not. And for like six months, every time I went to the grocery store, my mind went to, I need toilet paper. No, I don't. But my impulse control is a little off, so I had to physically remind myself, no, you don't. No, you do not. Mm-hmm. And it's a physical battle for me to my self-control and I like to have boxing matches. So for me, it mm. is impulse and, you know, Things like that. That's that's where self control for me. That's where that goes. Hmm. Wow. That's, I'm sorry. I'm gonna just give me one second. There's this truck drive by. Okay. My scenic Mountain Hideaway all of a sudden had a really large truck go by. <laughs> I apologize for that noise. So okay. Well, I'm gonna bring a completely third perspective on self control. Um, for me, self control is. Reverse is the control of self. That's the only thing you can control. That's it. You cannot control the world around you. You cannot control what happens, what you hear, what you see, what you're exposed to, what happens in Bolivia that you didn't get that tour done. You can't control any of that. All you can control is yourself. What is that? Who are you? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges that we face is deciding who is Stacy? Who is Toby? Who is Cassie? Come into that self-realization of who you are and recognize that's all you've got control over. How you show yeah. up, how you present yourself, how you respond versus react, not mm-hmm. how you portray that, how you heal from it. That's all you can control. And so if you take self-control off of, I'm going to fail because I ate that chocolate bar. And if you, if you take it off the oh, there I go again, I, I can't manage myself, and put it and flip it the other way around and recognize the rest of it's out of your control. You can worry about it all day long and it will not change the outcome. All you can manage mm-hmm. is how you manage that outcome, right? You don't get to pick the family that you're born into. Let's just start right there. You don't get to pick that. You don't get to pick your economic status, your race, your religion, your social stand. You get to pick none of that. All you can pick is what you become from that. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the only thing that you can control. So here we're looking at three definitions of self-control. Toby, with those three things floating around there, where does self-control take you next? Good question, because it definitely did. Um, I was thinking about, so I'll bring this a little uh, metaphysical or spiritual, the First three chakras, the, the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus chakra are all about money, sex, power. 
that's one interpretation of those energy centers. And that's the, the lower half of our body of those energy centers is considered the primal being, right? And so I think of more of our primal urges. I was thinking about money and like um, spending impulsively or compulsively, which I've been known to do, or, you know, food or drink or, you know, sex or power, right? These, these things that can um, be alluring to the human, you know, to our, those parts of us that are more primal, right, that are not necessarily our higher consciousness or higher functioning ideals of maybe who we want to be in the world, these, these lower um, level, when I say lower level, I mean the lower chakras of the body, um, primal impulses, like we, there is a part of a human that we are animals, right, and that if we were to give in to all of those impulses, that it would maybe pull us off our path or it wouldn't be the highest expression of ourselves that we want to create in the world. So that's another thing I think of self-control. I was thinking of me on Amazon, you know, uh, and I know a lot of people out there have this because it's like everything's at our fingertips. It's like, oh, I want a new pair of shoes. Open the computer, buy it. It's in like 30 seconds. It's, it's insane how fast it is. But then I have to go, wait, come back to the center, Where's my budget? Where's my money? Is that necessary right now? Is that feeding an emotion within me? Am I trying to cover something up? Right? So that's another way that, that self-control plays out for me is, is catching myself in those impulsive or compulsive moments and coming back to center and grounding and saying, okay, wait a minute. Let's bring in that higher functioning thinking, higher executive thinking and say, is this the right thing for me right now? Is this, is this for my best and highest good? Yeah. Great, beautiful concept and, and beautiful awareness, right, that evidently struck you in just for a moment. Cassie, how about you? Where did that take you to a different place in self-control? I think that, you know, like I was saying with the, the impulse control, when it comes, when it stems from a traumatic brain injury, and for me, and I'm, not, I'm definitely not speaking on behalf of every other person, but for me, it caused me to skip all those steps. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I just, there was, it was, com- everything I did was completely compulsive, which I'm pretty sure is how I ended up being a drug addict. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being, just having self-control for me, I think that was the biggest struggle in recovery was self-control because if it wasn't drugs, I had to have something else that I can control. And then I had to go from being a non-productive habit to control to a productive habit to control, mm. you know. So being in control, having that, having that self-awareness and that, that total control over yourself, I think is a... Um, a gift that people take for granted. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can totally agree with you, you Cassie. I'm like, I didn't have a a traumatic brain injury. So what's my excuse? I, you know, I had, I was definitely a compulsive overeater and I had that same thing with food that you had with drugs and I did have it with alcohol too. So yeah, I, I know what you're saying. There's when there's a part within us that feels out of control. Right that we don't know and, how to for, control. For me, I think yep. control was a learned experience. 
right? I, I went through a, a physical experience some years ago, and, and, and they're a really good friend, a great healer that I met, gave me a, a statement to put on my mirror that said, just because you're not leading the parade, they're still going to have a parade. Mm. And so I, I really had to think about what that meant to me in my life, because if I was going to be there, I was going to be right in the middle of it, whatever it was, right? I needed control of that, me and my notebook or whatever it was. And so to learn to back up and recognize I didn't, it was okay to not be in control, to not leave the parade. I could just go. I could just participate. And so learning that, letting go of that need to control around me. And as I watch my mom, my mom is, is in that, that spin, you know, that last kind of season in her life right now. She's had a couple of strokes and some, some TIAs, and so, so much of her life is out of her control that those things that she can control, she's like, like oh, my gracious, are we going to micromanage whatever that is if it's putting on her pajamas? Right, because she can control that moment. And mm-hmm. so it's really been a, been a good lesson for me in, in being able to relinquish that control. Uh, it's an everyday struggle for me. I, I tell myself, you know, I, I, I tell myself with my kids going, you know, I recognize that you're God, but these are my children, right? And learning to let them go, to let, to let, to let them be who they were going to be without feeling my need to control so many things. And it's been a, a 20-year process for me. And, and I love the fact that I feel like I've been able to let a lot of that go. But, yeah, control was, again, it was control of self for me. So I mm-hmm. so appreciate both where you, where you come from and all of that. So mm-hmm. how do you model self-control? If we're going to show people what adequate character and integrity looks like, how do you verb that? How do you, how do you model that in a positive light to, to the children, to the people you're exposed to, to your clients? Cassie, go first. You're a mother of three small children. How do you model that? I'll take this one. I have a pretty good example. So my middle child is on the spectrum. She's high-functioning. She's classed as high-functioning autistic. So one of the issues that she has that is deep-rooted, that is just because that's how she's wired, is impulse control. Mm. So one of the things that she really likes to do is shop. But she's mm-hmm. four. So <laughs> she, she really likes to, and it doesn't matter where you go, you know, she will find her niche in Home Depot or in Saks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love it. She is adamant. You know, she's adamant about the fact that I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And separating her from that situation sometimes is, I think at first it was harder for me because I was just like, oh, it's okay, it's fine, she's just a kid, it's just a toy, whatever. As she got older, I realized that it was not so much a behavior for her as something that she couldn't control. So it's taught me to be more aware of my impulses and my self-control to model that for her, to show her that, yeah, but it'll be okay. Hmm. We'll live Beautiful. if you don't have the pink Barbie. You know what I mean? It's just, hmm. that's how I, I love that. That's my crazy modeling experience. They, see, I think that's so that's crazy. Great. I think it's beautiful, right? The way that God gives you an experience in your life and that shows you exactly how to bring that full circle and use that experience. Yeah, I, I love it. Toby, how about you? 
Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about, Cassia, what you just said about, you know, we don't need that Barbie right now. Well, that's exactly, kids are just, or adults are just big kids, right? So, you know, I don't need those shoes right now. Like, if I still want them in a week or two, like, I can go back and get them. But so many times it's like just taking a, a break, stepping away. There's so, I have this with programs that I sign up for. Like, I'm always like, ooh, that looks interesting. I want to learn that. I want to learn that. So I, like, sign up for all these, like, online classes, and I don't have time to take them all, you know, to finish mm-hmm. them all, and I spend right. my money. So it's, it's like a, it's, it's a good impulse or compulsion to learn, but it's in that moment, like, I need that. I have to have that new skill or whatever. But, and right. then if I could just, okay, no, wait, I'm just going to step away, back up, take a break, and if it's still, like, on my mind, you know, for the next several days, then I'll go back and revisit that and see if that's the right thing for me. But, hmm. you know, for me, and I don't have kids, and I don't even know how I would model this to kids, but as an adult, you know, I model to my clients going internal and really learning how to connect with, with my gut, um, connect mm-hmm. with my body, connect with my intuition, you know, connect with spirit, with God, to say, right. where, what is going on within me? Is this an emotion that is causing this need, this desire, or is this something else? Is this actually for, like I was saying before, for my best and highest good? So it is a process that I do with myself. And, you know, I'm human, not always successfully. I buy things that I don't need. I eat things that I don't need to eat. You know, I do things that are like, I probably didn't need to do that. But, you know, it's just about keeping, keeping on the path and continuing to go within and strengthen that muscle. I like that. It's like the difference between the the task the task of self control versus the awareness of the control of self. Mm. Yes, I love that. It's like a delicate balance. And I do I think if we look at the world around us right now, how much there's so much noise out there. There's so much chatter, mm-hmm. there's so much information, there's nine hundred rabbit holes you could step off in, just pick one. Right? And so mm-hmm. how much control of self does it take not to get caught up in all the noise and just really recognize what's underneath all that chatter, what's underneath all that music for you, and control, control self in that. That's a beautiful skill to learn. What a great conversation mm-hmm. this has been, ladies. We are at that point where we're going to wind down for our audience so we keep it within our time. Toby, we so appreciate your time today and your wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is such an interesting conversation. I appreciate both of your perspectives. Oh, absolutely. What a beautiful day. So we kind of have a way we like to end, and I'm going to start by saying that um, I, I thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time to join us today. Please remember that we're always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you'd like to have a conversation with us, you want to banter a word, if there's a story you think we should hear, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. We would love to talk to you. Let's close out, ladies and gentlemen, with some final statements. So, Cassie, how would you like to leave our audience today with self-control? I am going to close it on a totally different note because I would like to also leave a gentle reminder that there are so many things that no matter how hard you try, you just can't control. So, as a close, I'm going to leave you all with some serenity. So, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Here, here.
Amen. I love it. Um, I'm going to challenge our audience. Take a moment this week. Step back. Find out what self-control is about for you. Is it a task or is it recognizing and knowing that you are the only thing that you can in fact control? Toby, we would love to give you this stage for the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today with self-control? Uh, I, you know, I, I want to piggyback on what Cassie said. It's about being gentle with yourself and forgiving yourself. And, you know, when you have those moments, so many people will have a moment where, of a lack of self-control where they'll do something and then be mad at themselves. But being mad doesn't help anything. It just it actually exacerbates the situation and kind of guarantees that you're going to do it again. So, you know, if we can all just be gentle with ourselves and forgiving with ourselves and say, it's okay. I'll do better next time. I'll work on being more aware of myself, like you said, Stacey. Beautiful. 